Welcome to Soaring the Sky, Glider Pilots Podcast. Hi, I'm Chuck. I'll be your host. Thanks for taking the time to check us out today. Soaring the Sky, you can find it now on Podbeam, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, and many of your other favorite podcast providers. Dan, thanks for joining us. How are you doing? Doing well. How are you, Chuck? I'm doing great. You know, you and I have talked about this for a while, and I'm so, so glad that we're finally doing this, and and I got you on the show, so that's great. Glad to be here. When exactly did your aviation story begin? When did your love of flying begin? Uh, Probably like a lot of kids, pretty much as long as I can remember. um, One of the first things I wanted to be was a pilot. Well, maybe an astronaut, actually, but I knew I had to be a pilot first. So, So I wanted to be a pilot, and that lasted until about third grade and at that point I got glasses in those days I mean laser surgery was around I guess but if you were going to fly and be you know a pilot basically a commercial pilot anyway then you had to you had to have basically perfect vision without you know any correction and so I didn't have that and kind of gave up that dream um, for a long time although in the back of my mind I still knew I wanted to to eventually you know learn to fly and, and at least get a private license. And that went on in in my mind anyway for years and years and years. Finally, um, a, a buddy of mine who's actually a member of our club, Matt, um, who, who's been flying for, for many years and flies power and gliders, he and I had gotten back together after a long hiatus. I moved out west and, and um, you know, we got back together and, and was talking and, and, you know, he he knew that I was interested in flying, so we got together with him and did some flying um, in his airplane. And one of the first trips we took, uh, he's he's down in uh, Petersburg area. One of the first trips we took was from Petersburg to Cumberland, which is a trip he took all the time. He'd fly up in his, his airplane and, and park and then uh, park it and tie it out there and then just go fly all day in gliders and then fly back home. It's kind of a nice nice way to spend a day. Oh, yeah, great. That, that's awesome. And so anyway, we, we flew down there and uh, it just so happens there was a couple people hanging around, but for some reason they weren't flying that day. But I did get to meet everybody and, and um, we, uh, or at least, you know, a handful of people there in the club talked about, you know, my interest in, in and, you know, getting getting together and, and getting, you know, becoming a member of the club and flying and so forth, learning to fly through them. So uh, through all that uh, introduction and probably maybe a month or so later, I was able to, uh, to again, come up to, to Cumberland. This time I drove. It was on a really windy day. And, <laughs> you know, I, I was I'd done all the reading I could read about gliders and I was, you know, set to just take my first ride you know i knew that the weather was was could be an issue and you know it's about a, a hour and a, almost an hour and a half drive for me um so it was a little bit of a time investment and so i drove up there and not knowing if i was going to fly or not but when i was able to you know when i got there and was able to see the, the airport and gliders and everything you know i got even more excited you know started talking to them and uh you know there was a tow pilot there it was another thing you have to have of course they're they're not necessarily always thrilled about flying in the wind either and i'm talking like 20 mile an hour crosswinds oh so, wow I mean, s- serious winds that day having not flown in one i wasn't really aware of yeah i thought it'd probably be a bumpy ride but i didn't know how exciting it would be but i figured it'd just add to the excitement i'm kind of a right so uh so anyway um you know, they knew, you know, how much I wanted to fly and, and uh, 
you know, that I'd driven up there and everything. I, one of the instructors there uh, was willing to, to go and one of the, uh, uh, to take me up. And one of the tow pilots was also willing to, to tow us. Oh, nice. So we took off, you know, flew right, right through that crosswind. And I mean, right away we were all, we were getting swept to the side and, and, and I mean, bumped around and it was quite exciting. And, and the tow, you know, seemed like it lasts forever to me. And I'm probably, you know, gripping the side of the, yeah, <laughs> the right. and just, but uh, white knuckle ride. But, uh, but anyway, we get up and, you know, probably 2,000, 2,500 feet and release, you know, the weather, the, the wind was right that ta- that day to give us some lift off of the ridge. Um, oh, sweet. Yeah, that's, so, that's great. So, yeah. And, um, and so anyway, we, uh, we were able to just soar back and forth on the ridge and, and even do some thermaling, you know, uh, kind of combined with the, the ridge, ridge flying. And, you know, I got to do some flying as well. And, you know, it was just, just a wonderful flight. And it was, you know, we, we stayed up, we could have stayed up probably longer, but I mean, it was, you know, a good half hour, 40 minute flight just, you know, really <laughs> got me fired up i was just you know i was I, I knew i definitely had to do this and yeah we landed without any problems and um i think probably within a week or two or whatever i was i was already you know signing up working my way into the club and and then you know the whole instruction part's another story which we can certainly oh, yeah. talk about. but uh but yeah i mean that that was my introduction and and kind of the lead up to it and and i mean like i say i i truly have wanted to fly all my life but it, it took me to basically to when I was 50 to, to get my first, you know, experience of flying my own, you know, flying an airplane by myself. And, and certainly flying in a glider was, that's something else I've, you know, I think from, from some of the uh, early films, I remember seeing back in the, you know, seventies and eighties of, of sailplanes here and there, you would see them on, you know, on, on some, some outdoor, outdoor shows or whatever. And, and uh, you know, it always just looked intriguing to me. And whenever I, began reading about it it just sounded really really cool great thing about um uh, learning to fly with the glide you know through gliding which i found out later is it's really teaches you to to understand about you know stalls and um you know maintaining a, a a glide path that will give you the best you know lift to drag and and you know the best glide ratio um and and these are these are all fundamentals that are are really really important when you're flying power and, oh yeah you know, I, absolutely i always in, intended to, to to fly power as well and i've done a little bit with my friend matt you know i intend to do more but the other thing about flying gliders it is tends to be cheaper than than flying power power usually is is going to you know involve not only you know the the equipment and everything but the fuel in, involved as well and and you know that that's a it's a major expense and and uh, and then learning is, is a lot more than than usually tends to take more time and more more, more money to learn uh, to fly power than it does to, to fly gliders so so you know learn to fly gliders is a great introduction and you know maybe one of the best ways to learn to fly and then moving from there to power we do have a, you know a lot of people do come from you know being in fact most people it, it seems like come from a power background and then they transition into gliders you know they already have the experience of knowing how to fly an airplane and knowing the fundamentals of that and so the transition's pretty quick and and you know fairly easy that's where you and i kind of are the same because both of us have flew a little bit of powered but as far as actually learning to fly at least i think that's the way it was with you i actually besides doing a little bit of power i actually kind of started learning to fly seriously in a mm-hmm. glider 
rather than yes. empowered first. Right. And, and it's probably like, like me, you found that, that, you know, it's much more affordable flying gliders, um, you know, with the, the club situation can be really, you know, it, it just makes it much more affordable where, where we're all sharing the expenses. Um, you know, when you, when you go to, to learn to fly with power, as you know, most of the time it's just you and, and an instructor. Um, I mean, you can learn through clubs, but but a lot of times it's just you and an instructor and you're paying them pretty high rate, you know, again, all the fuel and the equipment rental and, and it gets to be, you know, many, many thousands of dollars, you know, probably about $10,000 to learn to, to fly power. Whereas, you know, I don't, I don't really want to put a dollar figure on it, but learn to fly gliders. But I'd say on average, you're, you're, you're certainly half to maybe even a third as much. I'd agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, depending on where you go, what your situation is, and 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 uh, and how long it takes, and and you know, a lot of times as as we've talked about with our situation, and you know, we're dealing with with you know instructors that are volunteering their time, and and you know, we we have to to t- have our time, you know, make time available to do it, and they have to have time available, and the weather has to cooperate, and it can really stretch out into you know years to to you know finally finally, you know, finish up your, your rating. In the meantime, you know, you continue to fly and learn and, and that's important as well. But yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, if you are a little more patient and you do want to perhaps save, you know, save a fair amount of money, go with the clubs and you, you learn as you can and as people are available, but if not, and you, you want to do it faster and you have the cash up front, well, yeah, then you can go to some of the clubs where they pretty much offer a package deal. You know, do it all in two, three weeks. Boom, boom, boom. You're done. But, you know, it just depends on what, I guess, what you're willing to do and what you're willing to put out. Exactly. But on the other hand, I think the club experience for me has been a really good experience, a learning experience, because you have a lot of guys around that have been flying for a long time. And, you know, each weekend you come out there, you're learning something new every every week. So, Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's it's um, you know if you're not learning, then then you know you're 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 not paying attention because there there's uh, you know even the the guys that have been out there for you know half a lifetime, whatever, and uh, they're they're yeah, learning right? constantly too. And you know that that's that's something that that you have to be open to, and and I think in flying at all times, and and that's just part of being aware, that, you know, paying attention to your surroundings, and and you know learning from possible errors or potential potential problems, you know. Uh, potential threats. Yeah, I mean, safety is 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 the the most important thing in, in what we do in, in in aviation, and you know everything else is really secondary to that. Without safety, I mean, you basically flying is not really possible. No. Sometimes I feel like you know it, it's it's easy to forget that, but um, if you're uh, if you do forget it for very long, you're you're probably going to get reminded really quickly that that. Uh, oh yeah, that's for sure. And and every you know especially in a situation where you got guys that are you know flying on the weekend, they're not flying daily, and you know and and then you have different people using different equipment, and and you know it just it takes it takes a lot of. Uh, extra care just to make sure everything is is right and everything's maintained but uh, but it's certainly worth it and and, and it's imperative <laughs> well and that's you know even on the days that we come out and the weather's not great and it might be iffy and it's not a big deal in fact it's better if we say hey you know today's not really a good day for us to go up and you know some of the guys that have more experience they may choose to go up because they have the experience and they've flown in those conditions but for us, the guys that haven't been flying as much, we're like, you know, usually we're like, oh, we'll wait till the weather improves. And 
and you'd still enjoy the day and you still learn. And like you said, safety's first. So sometimes you got to be like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to fly today. I don't, I don't feel like the conditions are right for me. Definitely a decision you have to make. And, and, you know, uh, it also really you need to, if there's any question at all, the decision is, is, you know, also you need to consult your instructor as well, because especially with crosswinds and, and well, any, any wind that's, that starts to get 10 miles an hour or more, um, especially crosswind situation. I mean, it's, it's, it, it can, and, and gusting that that's a big thing too, that the gusting is, is really unpredictable. You know, you, you get turbulence down around the runway and gusting and it, it's really challenging. And, you know, even for, for the experienced guys, but, but especially for us guys that, you know, haven't been flying for 50 years, it's, uh, it's definitely, uh, it can be a handful. And then, you're flying, you know, behind a tow plane, so you, you have to, you, you know, stay in line with them, and, and uh, it's really challenging. And, and uh, so, I mean, yeah, if there's any question, we, we definitely uh, err on the conservative side, and, and that's what you need to do. Yeah, and the, the, clubs have, the clubs are always really great about that, and they're good about explaining, especially if you're a really new pilot, you know, you're not like, well, why can't I fly today? You know, when you're starting out and you're just, you haven't had many flights, and they're really good at explaining, well, this is why, and this is what might happen. Then, right. then it kind of is like, it becomes clear. You're like, oh, okay, they're looking out for me. You know, they're making sure that I'm good and I'm going to be safe. So right. safety's right. definitely a big deal. And it's, it's good. They do it the way they do it out of all the, you know, the gliders that you have flown so far, if you had to pick a favorite one, what glider would you pick to fly? Well, in my pretty limited uh, experience, uh, you know, the few ships that I have flown, you know, and, and, and they've all been pretty, you know, club ships. We have a uh, uh, Schweitzer 134, and that's, you know, of, of our club ships, that's got the best um, glide ratio. It, it's a it's comfortable to sit in. It, you know, it's good, good visibility and everything. Um, fairly high performance for, especially for a metal, metal ship. And, and it really, uh, it's a, a pleasant, pleasant to fly so i mean definitely you know that's that's fun um but then of course we also have a have the little 126 which you fly that's like almost like a little sports car and and that's oh, a it lot is. that's a lot of fun to fly too so i mean it, it depends on the situation um i i really don't mind flying the 126 i i you know in fact it, it's it's nice to go out in that and and just zip around sometimes but um glide ratio wise it's 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 you know, it's it's a little less than the the uh, 134, but um, but it's a really light. It climbs pretty easily. Um, but the the bad thing about it being really light is the fact that it you know on a windy day or even mildly windy day where the wind's blowing you away from the airport, you you want to stay upwind of the airport because you don't want the wind blowing you away from the airport and you can't get back. And and I I had a uh, situation like that, which I could tell you I'll tell you a story about that at some point. Yeah, it was it was very exciting. But yeah, the 134 is, is probably my favorite just because it's capable of, of going the farthest on on the, the least altitude, so the best glide ratio, and it you know pretty comfortable to fly as well. And and the, all of the, all of those Schweitzer gliders are are made to be user friendly, you know, and and fly fairly sim- similarly. So you know we learned to fly in the in the uh, the the two place the the 233. You know, the the idea is that, you know, you can transition from that to the 126 and to the 134 fairly easily because they all have fairly similar handling features. Although, of course, the, the 233 is, is, you know, feels more like a Mack truck versus 
you know yeah it does say, <laughs> uh, say the 126 which feels more like a little sports car but you know in terms of the way they handle that they're all fairly similar and they make you know they're made to transition from one to the other and so the next transition beyond say the 134 would be into a glass ship which you know we have a cirrus right now and it doesn't get flown all that much but it's a um 17 meter from what i understand it, it can be a little bit of a handful so so the transition from the 134 to the cirrus could be a little bit of a stretch <laughs> so and i haven't i haven't made that stretch yet so we'll see yeah, but. Me- Meeting there, you know, I'm at I'm at the basically setting at the 126 right now, which you know it is a very you said like a sports car. It, it truly is. I remember flying the Ridge the first time in the 126, and oh, it was so much fun. It's just like right. you just feel like you're in a sports car, but you're flying through the air. You know, right? It, it responds so much quicker than the two seater, and it's yeah, it is just a lot of fun to fly. Yeah, and at but, some point, if you ever get if you ever get to fly it with the uh, open canopy, that's that's yeah. really I haven't done that yet, but that seems like it'd be another whole adventure. It is. It's a blast. I lost my hat doing that, so um, <laughs> yeah, you know, be careful if you uh, if you're wearing a hat. So, <laughs> but otherwise, it was fun. <laughs> oh, see, if you go too high, it gets a little cold. I've seen you guys do it, and it just seems like a blast. You're taking off, and you got this open canopy, and it's, it kind of reminds you of the old biplanes, you know, yeah. back in the yeah. day. That well, they still fly them, but. You know, you see like the old movies and stuff, these old biplanes and they got the goggles on. And it's funny. That's what it kind of reminded me of when I first saw that. Yeah, it is a really cool airplane. It is. It is. Um, So we're really lucky that we have, you know, have all these club ships. I mean, a lot of a lot of clubs don't have that. We you know, we we have a we pay for them up front, you know, and and so we we own own a piece of all of them. Um, which gives us, you know, the right to fly them, and, and because we have so so many, um, relative to to how many people are usually there flying, it's it's usually never a problem to to have uh, plenty of time to fly. So that's that's really a, a wonderful thing to have as well. I mean, the goal is for us to eventually have our own our own gliders. I I intend to at some point, um, but I might end up buying, you know into a power plane first i don't know it's it's yeah just, right it's it's there's you know so many choices out there and it's just it's tough to make up my mind but uh, the nice thing about power that that you know is you know you're you're, you're not necessarily dependent on a, a tow plane and you're not you, you can fly at times when you know we couldn't fly in gliders um and and so it, it opens up a lot you know more potentially more flying time Obviously, you have to abide by the weather, but um, it's it certainly gives you a lot of lot more opportunities to fly with higher cost. <laughs> so. Well, yeah, of course, but you know there are some options out there. Even if you want to get into you know ultralight too, we could get into all that. Right. But there's airplanes out there now that are less than twenty thousand dollars, brand new. I mean, twenty thousand oh, is twenty thousand, but it's an airplane. You know what I mean? Right. And it's, you know, especially, you know, get, getting a few guys together, too, it can can certainly offset the, the cost. Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of those don't really need they don't you don't need a hanger. They they all they fold. And uh, so you can, you know, haul them to wherever you want to take off. Ultralights can take off from small fields and land. No problem. The big limitation with them is, is you know, because they're so light, you know, the wind is, is a factor. So you have to fly in low wind, watch the wind at all times. But I mean, that's that's really flying anything you, you better pay attention to the wind oh yeah every time that's for sure that'll that'll wake you up real quick or get you in trouble too 
And I, and I don't know about you, but, but that's one thing, I, you know, with flying, I've, I've always, you know, paid attention to the weather, but with, with flying, you pay attention to the weather a lot more than, than you ever, ever have before, because it's, it's, it's so important to your safety. There's, there's nothing, um, you know, nothing scarier than, you know, being up in the air and seeing lightning off in the distance and, and thinking, well, you know, I better get down before the wind's going to pick up because you know it's going to yeah because you know as we've studied we know the power of a thunderstorm and the power of all that updraft that you can get into really quick even if the storm is 10 miles away it, it can get really scary really quick oh yeah the wind front can just blast the the runway and 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 you're dealing with you know potential crosswinds downwinds that that can be really really scary my first flight in the 126 was exciting were you there that day <laughs> We we'll save that for another, we'll save that for another, uh, another day. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good one. It was quite exciting. You were speaking earlier about getting started flying when you're older, and that's the cool thing about aviation. You know, you can go years without flying, and some people get discouraged. Like, you know, I really, I always wanted to fly, but I just never did it. And I tell them, I'm like, just just do it. It's not too late. You know, there's guys that start flying in their 60s. And that's yep. the cool thing about general aviation and gliders. You can literally start flying when you're older and be mm -hmm. safe and still have a great time and still experience the joy of flight. I started later. I mean, I started early with power, but I stepped away from it for 30 years and I got back into it and I'm loving it. And I'm glad I did. And, and you kind of were saying that you got into it later, but what would you tell someone if, you know, hey, I really want to fly, whether they're young, they're older? I mean, you know, obviously, um, you have to be willing to, to make a commitment, both in, in time and money. That's the first thing that, that you need to decide, um, because you're not going to accomplish it without, you know, making that commitment. And then the other thing is, um, you know, once you've decided that, you know, do your research, try to find, you know, the the best fit for you in terms of, you know, whether that's power, whether that's, you know, gliders, whether, you know, whether that's a club, whether, you know, it's a commercial operation, kind of put together those, all those factors to, to make your decision. And then, you know, once you, once you have those dialed in, then join the club, join, you know, get with an instructor, um, whatever route you, you choose to take, try to keep as, as current, you know, and continuous as you can, you know, even if it's once a month or once a week or whatever, but, but by can Continuous, I mean, try not to have large, large gaps, you know, and, you know, when you're learning, because the more you, the more you can, can keep current on your flying, it seems like the, the, the better it is when you're, when you're first learning. So it, having a time commitment up front's good. If you, you know, it's, it's really a good thing if you can, if you can line that up. On the other hand, if you can only fly here and there and you can only afford, you know, lessons here and there, that's the only way you can get into aviation, then certainly don't hold back. I mean, the dream of flight is, is uh, as old as man. And, and, you know, I think there's something in most of us that, that, um, want to fly. And, and, <laughs> you know, I, I know for me, it's, 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 um, something I, I, I dreamed about and, you know, even before I was ever flying and, and, uh, it just, it, it's, it just keeps driving me, you know, every time I haven't been flying for a month or more or whatever. Um, I just, you know, think back to my flights where I, pull up some videos that's nice and uh and look at some old flights and it just gets me fired right back up and ready to to go again oh definitely yeah but yeah it's it, it's certainly um you know 
like I say, it, you really you, you have to be willing to, to put the time and, and effort and, and money into it. But the payoff is, is um, in my mind, is certainly worth it. It's something that you can, you know, as you were saying, you can do into, you know, fairly old age. It's not particularly physical. And, um, you know, it's actually more of a mental mental game than anything else. And and it's um, and it's fairly pleasant to do. <laughs> you know, we're, we're usually out in nice weather and and. Uh, and, and having a good time doing it. So, I mean, I think, you know, it's just well worth the uh, the payoff to, to put in the commitment and, and to learn to fly. Yeah, and you have a lot of people out there that are so willing to help you out. I mean, the the aviation community is, they welcome you. They're, they're willing to chat with you. You know, you can shoot any question at them that you want to, and they usually have an answer. And if they don't have an answer, they know where to get the answer. It's, it's just, they're very helpful. It's so I think anyone that wants to learn how to fly is definitely going to find a welcoming community around them to help them out. No, that's, you're, you're, you're absolutely right there. I mean, most of most folks that I've encountered in aviation are thrilled to have people that are interested in, you know, aviation. In other words, you know, fellow potential pilots or fellow pilots, um, just because, I mean, hangar talk is is probably there's, most pilots I think probably have a lot more time in the hangar than they do in an airplane. Um, so hangar talks as important as anything else. And so, I mean, it's it's yeah, it's 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 a majorly uh, social event a lot of times when you're when you're out flying and and uh, in, when you're on the ground talking about flying and and uh, yeah, everybody is 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 definitely willing to help excited to help so i mean it's it generally encouraged from the beginning to to just you know fly and, and enjoy it what else is there to say it's it's a great experience well said dan great advice for sure and there's something you can do right now it's not going to cost you anything you can go on the computer check out ssa.org www.ssa.org there's going to be a lot of great information on there to get you started in your aviation adventure and a little bit of listener feedback got some listener feedback that i greatly appreciate just a couple of these while this is better than i expected we'll definitely tune in on my next longer car ride thank you for that also great show i was just thinking that soaring needed a podcast i'll share this with my club members and we definitely thank you for sharing it with your club members get the word out i agree Perfect for a nice long drive to Arizona. Thank you for that. All good to hear. It's, it's good that you're listening. That's why we're here. That's why we're doing this. And we're here to have fun. You can also drop us an email. Love to hear from you. Chuck at SoaringTheSky.com Or you can just jump on the website, www.SoaringTheSky.com See you next time right here on Soaring the Sky.